Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. In the house, we bring a great report from Dominican Republic. Um, we were able to do a marriage weekend, a marriage, little marriage conference. And um, we got to speak to the men and women individually. And then Jen and I got to share. Our, so we got to do that Friday night, or men and women separately. And then Saturday, we got to speak at their banquet, that a marriage banquet. And it was very nice. And um, we got to share our story. And we had a few people even, it got back to us that a few folks said, man, this really changed my marriage. It's crazy. I'm like, really? Just two nights? And I don't know if they grasped something. I don't know what the Lord spoke to them. We heard that folks said, man, it's really transformed my marriage. It's never going to be the same. Praise God. We're excited for that. God is faithful. God is faithful. So um, also, Pastor Jen is back from North Carolina. I know you missed her. I missed her. And um, Jen went over there and did a lot of work. That was a domestic mission trip. She said, baby, I'm getting worked over here like a slave, she said. She's, she was up early, to bed late, and working, working, working. There was plenty to do. <clears throat> All the damage from the storm, and she took care of her grandpa, and he, had a, he was having even a procedure at the doctor, and Mom and Dad Brown were so grateful to have Jen there with her, and she was able to serve and be a light to her family and friends over there, and that was wonderful. So we bring you good news from North Carolina. Things are getting better. God's doing stuff in Jen's family, our family, my family in North Carolina. And he's also doing things in Dominican Republic. And we have our eyes set on mission trips for the future. Didn't work out this year, but we want to do it again, um, most likely to Dominican Republic or somewhere. But we love you guys. It's glad to be back with you. I, uh, I always feel odd missing a Sunday with you. I always do. Or a Wednesday. But here we are. Our new series is Jesus, the Perfect Example. The title of my message today is Jesus, Our Perfect Example. Our Perfect Example, all right? We want to personalize that. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. We're going to go through several verses here, a few anyway. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering. You ever met someone and say, man, I'm going through it as a believer. I'm going through some stuff. I don't know if this church thing is working well, somebody lied to them and said, as soon as you accept Jesus, as soon as you start getting faithful and connected, life's just going to get easy. No, Jesus said in this world you will have trouble. You will have trouble, okay? But God called you to do good even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. Look at this. He is your example and you must follow in His steps. He never sinned nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted nor threaten revenge when he suffered. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being on the cross saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. We've had people cut us off in line or cut in line and we're ready to duke it out. They put Jesus on a cross and he said, forgive them. They know not what they do. He left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to what? Dead to sin and live for what is right, what is right. By his wounds we are healed. Wow, all this because of Jesus' example. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls, who's also your perfect example. Let's pray together before I really get into the word this morning. Father, thank you for this time with family and friends here at Kingsgate Church. I thank you for the opportunity. 
I thank you for this word that's going to fall on good ground. And I thank you, Father, that you're speaking to each of us. It's a customized, tailor-made word from heaven. We receive it today by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. I may not get through all my points this morning, but we're going to see where we wind up. But I want to talk to you about how Jesus is our perfect example. Just some basic things, things you know about already. Number one, he forgives. He forgives. He forgives. You as a believer, you should forgive. Maybe you've been on the freeway or the highway in Texas. I think there's a big sign by Lubbock. There used to be it just said, forgive. Do you guys remember that? It was a black background, white letters, and it just said, forgive. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think people can forgive on their own, but I don't think they can forgive properly without Jesus. I think they only forgive to a point. Without the Lord in our lives, I don't think we can forgive right. And, and I need to say something, and I need to speak to that. You know, we hear forgive and forget all the time. Forgive and forget. Well, forgive and, and don't keep bringing it up, maybe. But we don't always forget. We don't. Let's just be real. But you got to get to the place where you remember, and it doesn't make you act like a jerk. It doesn't make you want to be mean. Or when you think of that person, you're like, because I've, I've had to forgive people, and every time they came up, it irritated me. You ever been there? Every time they came up, I'd get irritable. I was talking with my brother years ago. We'd had a guy that went to this church years ago, and he did something, and he really offended me. And Jonathan brought it up. This was close to 20 years ago. I mean, it was a long, it's probably 17, 18 years ago. And Jonathan said, man, every time we bring him up, you get irritated. He probably doesn't even remember it. I don't know. And I was like, man, you're right. That is not good. And then I heard somebody say, how do you feel when you think of them? I want you to think of that this morning. If somebody hurts you. How about I bring up the person that hurt you this morning? How did that make you feel? Don't tell me. Huh. Do you feel hurt all over again? Are you mad at them? Do you want revenge? Well, Jesus, he forgives. He forgives. He's still forgiving every day. So he's our example. Let's go to Colossians 3.13. You've got to be able to think of someone who hurt you and either be neutral or be able to speak a complete blessing. And your goal, though, your goal is to speak blessing and not a curse over people. Your goal is to pray for those that have used you and tried you and cheated you and taken something from you. Well, I, this story just freaks me out, but I've got to bring it up. I've brought it up several times over the years. Dad told me. He said he had a lady that used to sit in the back over there, and she'd come to church, I guess, faithfully. Finally, she was on her deathbed. I don't know how the Lord told Dad or Dad heard she had a bitterness towards someone. I don't know, Dad, what was the story? Did she borrow, did she lend out $1,000 or something? Do you remember that story? She's on her deathbed saying, I'm not going to forgive. It was like $1,000, which is a lot of money. Okay, but can you imagine on your deathbed saying, I'm not going to forgive? I'll just die like this. They didn't pay me back. I had somebody do that with me one time. I hooked them up to help them pay for something. They were in trouble. It was about $1,000. And this guy was a good dude. He was. But he was just kind of a knucklehead sometimes. And I don't know how long it was. How long was it? Let's see. It's probably three years he owed me. And I was irritated about it. And it would come to mind sometime. Well, finally, God told me I was on a trip. I'll never forget. I was on a trip across Texas by myself. And God said, you know, you're really irritated about that. Look at everything I've forgiven you of. Why don't you call this man? You have his number. Call him right now and tell him don't worry about the thousand. I went, oh. And the, and the Lord is so wise because he impressed on my heart, you're not going to get it anyway. <laughs> he, 
I'm serious. I just knew that. I did not hear an audible voice and the ground shake, but I knew that I knew God was speaking to me, and I knew that he told me, you're not going to get it anyway. You might as well get your heart right. You're not going to ever see that $1,000 again. And I worked hard a certain month. It was in late 2002 to make that extra money. $1,000, I could have used that for something else. And I could have handled that situation better. Maybe I shouldn't have helped him. I don't know. But I chose to help him because I chose to help him. If I was going to have a good heart about it, then I needed to be ready to not see that money again. So I got on the phone and called him, and guess what? The test was not over yet. I called him, and his response irritated the fire out of me. I said, hey, bro, you know what? That money, don't worry about it. He said, praise God. I knew God was showing me. I knew you were going to forgive me. And I, I loved this guy. I, to this day, I love this guy. I love that man. But hey, man, let me tell you, I was just like, and I remember as I started to get irritated, I was like, Matt, you chose to do that, number one. So when you choose to lend money or give money, just be ready to do without it. And number two, God spoke to me, and God's forgiven me about stuff that was worth way more than $1,000. God has blessed me since then. No worries. I got to be a blessing to this guy. And man, you don't want to let some silly, petty thing get in your way with God. Get in the way of your walk with God and your relationship with others. I've seen people get upset over the dumbest of things and believe lies and say, you know, he said that, he's treating me this way, and it may have been real. But sometimes you just need to talk to somebody. You need to talk and say, I'm feeling this way. And you need to forgive. Privately? Jesus forgave privately, didn't he? Publicly? Did he forgive publicly? Jesus was always telling people out in front of everybody, huh? He's like, go. Your sins are forgiven. They're like, how can he forgive sins? So he'd do it privately. He did it publicly. And then he would do it with patience and kindness. And then he would do it generously. I want to be like that. I don't want to be dumb. You don't want to just forever be a doormat getting stepped on, and Jesus wasn't, but he chose to forgive. Okay, there's times where you have boundaries, and you go, enough is enough, I forgive you, but I'm not lending you any more money, or I'm not going to let you do that, or I'm not going to, whatever, I'm putting a stop to that. But you need to forgive. Look at this verse. Make allowance for each other's faults, and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, look at this, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Is that simple? We can all grasp that. Sometimes I need it simple just so I remember it and I can grasp it. The gospel is so simple a child can grasp it. Let's begin that verse again from the beginning. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive who? Others. Praise God. You know what? I feel so led to tell you this today. I didn't know if I was going to say it or not, but it's so true. I'm the man I am today because somebody forgave me. Jesus forgave me. My mom and dad have forgiven me. My family, my wife has forgiven me of things. I'm the man I am today because someone said, you know what, you deserve another chance and you're going to make it. You're a good man and you're better than this, this mistake. I want to be part of that in somebody else's lives where they are the person they are today because I forgave them. I love every person in this room. I love every person I've ever met. Some people I haven't liked but I loved them. The Lord commands us to love, so I love them. I don't wish ill or evil on anyone. I love people. I've forgiven people. I'm walking with God, and I walk in forgiveness. My parents raised me that way. They taught me that. But I'm going to tell you right now, nobody is worth going to hell over. Can you imagine? 
Somebody in their deathbed going, I'll just die like this, bitter. Over money? They did that to me. Or something else. Maybe it was something worse. I was, I was sexually abused or something. Hey, that's terrible. I'm not lessening that. That's terrible. But we've got to forgive. Why? Because every sin is personal to the Lord. So all sin is against Him. So He gets to forgive everything. Every sin you've ever committed. Looking at the wrong things. Saying the wrong things. Speaking out. Blaming God for something. Talking bad about something. somebody. Talking bad about God. Man, just doing things that are not right. Anything that offends God, anything that is against the heart of God or against His will is sin. Anything that the Bible speaks out against. So everything we've ever done has been against God. Any sin. So we ask Him to forgive us. Man, we might as well be forgiven people, right? Because He forgave us. It's so much less than what I've been forgiven of. So many of the things that I wanted to hold on, it was so much less than what I've done to the Lord. The things I've hurt God with, the things I've disobeyed with, and different things. Man, you just keep forgiving. And some of you have had some terrible, terrible things you've had to forgive. Somebody did something to you, and maybe that's never happened to me, and that's between you and God and them. But I want to challenge you today to be like Jesus, the one you serve, the one whose name you use, the one whose cross you wear. You come to this church, you're seeking God. Man, you, you want to do right. Man, you call on the name of Jesus. You pray in the name of Jesus. So all of that to say this. If Jesus is really your example, then let him be your example. Do your best to emulate him. Do what he did. Man, I was reading that story about Jesus was at Simon the Pharisee's house. And a woman walked in and started kissing his feet and washing his feet with perfume and her hair. Remember that? And I love it how Jesus said, man... I came to your house, Simon. He was reading this guy's mind. And he said, you didn't kiss me. You didn't offer me a greeting kiss. But ever since I came to, into your house, this woman has not stopped kissing my feet. You didn't offer oil for my head, but she offered oil and perfume for my feet. So he tells you, you know what? Go. Your sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you is what he told her in a, one of the other verses said, your faith has saved you and your sins are forgiven. There's another text that Jesus, he's speaking to one of his disciples and he said, who would, who would love more, the servant who was forgiven 50 or the servant who was forgiven 500? Well, the one who was forgiven more, right? So whoever's forgiven much loves much and I've been forgiven a lot. So you're going to get forgiveness out of me. I'm not going to be a doormat and just be, be dumb and be ignorant and just just allow myself to be in dumb situations all the time. But there's times where you just got to, someone wise said this. I don't know why I'm staying on this this morning. Somebody needs to hear this today. Maybe I need to hear it as much as you. Maybe I need to say it so somebody can hear it. Some wise man or woman of God years ago said, in a situation like that where you've been mistreated, say nothing, do nothing, and be nothing. I'll never forget that. I was in a situation you don't try to be something you're not. You don't try to start running your mouth. Okay, you don't try to start doing stuff in your own strength. I was in a situation where someone was talking bad about me years ago, and it really hurt me. And a young man of God said, Matt, and this was long before I was a pastor, he said, I learned this from somewhere, and I don't remember where he got it, but he said, say nothing, do nothing, and be nothing. I've seen situations where Christians are, are slandered, and they've been so badly and poorly talked about 
And I've watched their response, and it blows me away how they just stand there, and they go, you know what? God's going to fight my battles. I'm not going to stand up and fight against this. I'm going to do everything according to the legality of it. I'm going to do everything that the law permits. But there's many times, did you know that Scripture says, agree with your adversary quickly? One of the best ways you can agree with someone, not saying you agree that, man, I'm, I was just wrong in that situation, or I am doing all those lies that you're talking about. Sometimes you just go, mm-hmm, okay. All right. I'm not going to fight with you about that. Do you know, years ago, there was somebody who was saying that pastor was dealing drugs here out of the church. You know how dumb that is? Nice. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's nice. They said, man, pastor and them are blessed. They were able to pay for them buildings because he's selling drugs. We've made mistakes in our time, but I guarantee you, pastors never used nor sold drugs. We've heard some dumb stuff. I've heard some really dumb stuff about myself and others around me. Dumb stuff. This is a dumb one. I remember hearing this. I remember, it seems to me like before the time I actually married my lovely wife, I'd been married three or four times because they were always saying, Matt, I heard you're getting married. I'm all how do people have time to be talking about me that's a dumb thing you know that didn't offend me it just seemed dumb like why did anybody why are they so worried about me that's so dumb but remember no matter what the situation you need to decide somebody say decide Decide. Uh uh-huh there's an old song that says i have decided to follow jesus and if you've decided to follow jesus then you've decided to forgive And some of you, I don't know who, but man, I stayed so long on that point this morning. That was not the plan. But you know what? I'm not going to fight my way out of that point right now. Some of you need to hear this this morning. You as believers, I feel in my heart of hearts there are mature believers in this room, people who love God, who read their Bible, and they need to forgive somebody. They need to forgive somebody. And that is is being like Jesus is forgiving. None of us can ever say, no, he never forgave. He was doing it all the time. He was saying, hey, your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. Your sins are, go and sin no more, he told people. Then he's getting crucified. An innocent man, Scripture says he was like a lamb who went to the slaughter. He didn't argue with his accusers. At times he didn't even say anything. They were amazed. He just wouldn't say anything. And he's on that cross. And I remember Carmen's song. It was called This Blood. He said he made a statement that to this day makes the strongest skeptic wince. He cried, Father God, forgive them. They know not what they do. I've had people do things to me that were way lesser than that. I'm like, Lord, I think it may be time for you to judge them. Lord, you may need to wipe them out so they can get saved and go on and be with you or something. That you need to just deal with them, God. This is... You're, Hey, and there's times you got to pray for God to stand up for you. If you're not going to fight them in the flesh, you're going to say, God, you deal with them, you stand up. But Lord, I forgive them, I speak a blessing over them. Some of the greatest times of my life were initiated when I said, Lord, I speak a blessing over that person that gave me such a hard time. Talked so bad about me, hurt me, disappointed me, caught me off guard, came up to me and did that to me and spoke about me or threatened me with this or that and treated me so bad and I, I remember years ago, God saying, all right, it's time to pray now. You preach this, so come on. Pray a blessing over them. Pray for those that curse you. Bless them. Oh, Lord, be with them and their family. In Jesus' name, amen. It was real short at first. Lord, help them. Lord, help me not to kill them, right? Lord, help me not to wipe them out. God, keep me from... It's like it was two of Jesus' disciples, right? They said, Lord, should we call down fire on them? 
You know what Jesus' response was? He said, you don't know what spirit you're of. You don't even know where that statement came from. You don't even understand the complexity of that. They're, you calling down fire. Lord, should we call down fire on that, those people, that village? Just simple and pure. The cool thing about that statement is they knew Jesus could do anything. But beyond that, it was just crazy. And so sometimes you're having to pray for somebody who hurts you. You're trying to be like Jesus. Man, mm, you guys have probably seen the T-shirts or the bumper stickers. I don't remember how they go. I said, man, I'm really trying to be a Christian here, but man, you're working on my last nerve. I don't, I've seen some different shirts and bumper stickers over the years. I'm really trying to be a Christian here, but you're not helping any. You know, whatever. Jesus forgives, and he has called us to forgive. You can do it privately and publicly. The Christ-like forgiveness of the godly people around me has brought me to a place where I am now. Being right with God, being right with you, being right with my wife and my family, being able to live in peace is because I've been forgiven. But it's also because I've forgiven. I'm the man I am today because I have forgiven. Some of you don't. I need to encourage you this morning, man and woman and, and teenager, <laughs> boys and girls in this house, please, please forgive. Forgive. Be quick to forgive. Do they still make Nestle Quick? Is that still a thing? I don't do dairy, so I used to love Nestle Quick. Q-U-I-K, I think it was spelled. But be quick, quick to forgive. Don't let stuff stick to you. My mom was, she was one of the best at this, at this right here. She would say, you got to die to that. Well, I don't want to die to it. I want to be irritated. <laughs> I want to punch them in their nose. I want to box them. I want to, I want to watch God deal with them. No, you know what? Scripture says you will see the reward of the wicked, but sometimes it's other fellow believers that hurt you and you got to let God work on them. You got to pray for them. I'm going to tell you right now, it's really hard to talk about somebody that you're praying for. Talk bad about them. And God's reminded me of that over the years. He's like, uh-huh, you better pray for them. You won't be wanting to be so negative about them. Pray for them. Pray for them. That goes for husbands and wives. That goes for friends. That goes for believers in the church. That goes for people out of the church. You pray for them, man. You pray for them. They need it. They need it. And you need to forgive. Make sure that you're always walking in forgiveness. Walk in forgiveness like Jesus because he is our example. I'm not going to get much further today. I'm going to just start on my second point. He forgives is the first one. And my second point is he speaks. He speaks. Okay. You say, how is that our example? Well, Jesus always spoke truth. He spoke love and forgiveness. He spoke at the right time. He was a communicator. He didn't just shut down. Other times he was quiet, but he knew the right season for speaking and for not speaking. And we know that God speaks to us. He does speak to us all the time. Look at John 10, 27. Look at this. He's always communicating. He's always communicating. What does John 10, 27 say? It says, my sheep listen to my voice. If we're listening to his voice, that means he's speaking. He says, I know them and they follow me. Isn't that powerful? My sheep listen to my voice. Now, quick question. How does God speak? Well, there have been those privileged few that heard an audible voice. They heard someone talk. They heard God speak, and they're like, did you say that? You know, like Samuel in the Bible. Young Samuel, when he was in the temple, he thought the high priest was speaking to him. He was hearing God's voice. God was speaking in an audible voice to him. Also, God speaks to your reborn spirit. Once you've accepted Jesus, God speaks to your, your heart, your spirit man, Or okay? Um, God speaks to you through his word. So you can have God speak to you every single day of your life when you read the word. Are you with me? 
So he speaks in an audible voice. He can speak to your spirit in a knowing where you know he's speaking to you. He speaks through his word. God can also speak through other people. Sometimes God speaks through boneheads. God's not always speaking to you through an apostle or a pastor or your, some wise friend of yours or your grandma who's like an ancient Jedi like Yoda and she's like, mijo, get in the scripture and here's the word and just some excellent thing. I've had God speak to me through people, I kid you not, that I don't even think they were saved. This is rare, but they've said something to me and it was like God speaking to me. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they said that. You know, where you're making a comment and it's almost like they correct you, but they're being playful and they go, well, maybe this is happening. And you're going can't believe they just said that to me they're right and they're not even walking with God and they just said it casually and God spoke to you through them so God is always speaking we've just got to listen he's always speaking and Jesus is our perfect example he speaks he speaks and he speaks at the right time he's always communicating he speaks to you through your dreams at night he speaks to you through the word through other people by his Holy Spirit he speaks to you audibly Okay, he's always, always, always communicating. He is, okay? So on that note today, I'm not going to get into any other points. We may go back to that point next week and start off. We're going to see how God leads us. But I believe God has spoken to us today about forgiveness and Jesus being our perfect example. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes today.